Hi, and welcome to the Stouting Off podcast, where we spout off commentary on the everyday. Hello again, and welcome to the Stouting Off podcast. I am your host, now and forevermore, Drew Stoutenberg, and I am joined live in studio, as always, by my producer, Jordan. Jordan, how are you? Doing great, thank you. That's awesome. Love to hear it. If there's one consistent thing in my life, it's it's you, man. It's you doing great. Thank you. Period. Um, do you like my new mug? I love it. This is inspired by uh, I Think You Should Leave, a show that we referenced um, on What Have I Been Watching a few episodes ago. And a great little company out of um, Grand Rapids sent this to me after, if you can believe that. They're called Brownlee Press. Brownlee Press is your friendly local print shop, even if you're not in Grand Rapids. They can ship to you. They're great. Uh, check out their website, brownleepress.com. Like spelled out brown, L-E-E, press.com. Um, yeah. You'll find print ideas, pricing for lots of popular pieces, or shop the online store. They've got all sorts of fun stuff. We love them. Thanks, Brownlee Press. But yeah, this is from the, the hot dog skit. That's my favorite it skit. It was your favorite skit, <laughs> yeah. buddy. Yeah. So we love to see it. When I was coming home today, there were chickens in my driveway, actual chickens. And that's not an exaggeration. Um, in fact, that's another picture I have. <laughs> I took another picture. I don't know if you can see this, but there were just a couple. Wow. A couple roosters. Are roosters the males? I don't know. I don't know. Hens are the, oh yeah, I think they are. I think hens are the females. I'm probably going to get fact checked by some listener be like, actually moron, the the roosters are hens and then the root, the. Anyway, don't know the, the the taxonomy for chickens, but I had two beautiful looking chickens. Yeah, those are nice. Maybe for the live, we can um, pop that on the yeah, on the can. video. Yeah. That's what I meant, not the live. Um, I had a funny comment from one of the the Stouting Off listeners when I was talking on the previous episode about uh, <laughs> we were talking about driving, and he said. If you turn on the, as a kid, if you turned on the dome light while dad was driving at night, he's going to lose all, all ability to operate the vehicle. If you turn on the dome light and that's another thing like uh, windows and AC at the same time, dad's going to be pissed. Whatever. If you, if you need to stop for whatever reason on a road trip and it's going to mess up the ETA, dad's also going to be ticked off. But also if you turn on the dome light at nighttime, that's just a big no, no, a generational no, no. Yeah. If the dome light gets turned on when I'm driving, if, say I, have, I you know, don't have kids, but if a passenger turns on a dome light, I'm like, okay, well, cool. Just whenever you get a chance to turn that off, no problem. Sounds good. Yeah. Not like, turn that thing off. You're blinding me. <laughs> it swerves. Get the light off. Get the light off. <laughs> what the heck? Um, I, I, I bumped into a friend recently and she said, Drew, why do we always have the most awkward interactions? Conversationally, we're on point. But it's like the greetings, the coming and going. Um, and this friend, she's she's short. She's probably like five between five foot and five two. Um, and I realized I, I didn't really notice that we have awkward interactions. She pointed it out to me, but I realized it's because she's short and I don't know how to hug short people. I don't know the rules there. Do you I'm six foot tall, and so this person is, you know, about a foot shorter than me. It's just a friend, female friend. Now, do do I go both arms high or both arms low? Or do I do a do I try to do a, a crossover 
thing where yeah. you go one high, one low? Yeah. Do I do a side thing? A side thing. Do I do the kind of thing where you're both, you go over top with your arms and then they kind of just hug your waist, you know, kind of like a side, kind of a side thing, but it's like this. Yeah. I don't know the rules there. I, and, and thinking back, actually, when she said that, or when I came to that realization that it's like, oh yeah, our interactions are awkward because I don't know how to hug short people. I've realized that I've been told that a number of times. I I try to like bend over to like meet them at their level. And huh. then they're like, I don't know what kind of physical greeting you're going in for. Have you ever had that experience? Do you have any? I feel like my primary greeting, if it's a hug, is the cross. Yeah. One, one high, high, one low. low. Yeah. And I usually go right high. Yeah, me too. That's like, yeah. I feel like that's kind of like industry standard <laughs> in the <laughs> hugging industry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I've been told that before. Like, I don't know. I have this friend, Liz. I think she's sub five foot. She might be four eleven or so. I used to just like crouch down and just be like, bring it in <laughs> and then do one high, one low. Cause we're at eye level. Yeah. But you don't do that with people that you're not like tight with. So therefore, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to do there. Listeners, if you have any advice for me, please just get at us on, on YouTube or yeah, I guess Instagram DM would be great. I don't know what I'm doing out here. I'm struggling and hugging season is coming up. You know, it's fall. Um, you know, COVID is COVID like, uh, restrictions are starting to lift a bit. You're starting to see some friends here and there. I got to be sharp when it comes to hugs with people shorter than five, five. Yeah. You got to get your hug game. I got to elevate. Yep. I got to level up my hug game. So we'll see what happens. (laughs) So I was texting with my mom earlier. I sent her this video. It's a 90 second video. Just a speaker that I thought, uh, it's like a segment of a a speaker who's saying some stuff that I thought she might like. And she sends me back. I send it to her. And about 10 seconds later to 20 seconds later, she sends me back thumbs up and heart eyes emoji. How'd you watch it? That's what I said. I said, did you watch? She goes, that means I got it. Excited to watch. I'm like, that's not... (laughs) Texting with my mom is such a complicated thing. I was like, I don't know how you explain to her because it's, I get where she's coming from now that she explained that. But if I sent her a video and 20 seconds later, she sends back thumbs up and hard eyes emoji. <laughs> of course, that means you watched it, but that's not what it meant. So I don't know how to explain that, but um, it reminds me, I saw this, this like video meme of, gen z kids nowadays trying to operate a rotary phone and like in the comment section it was i think it was like a video on facebook in the comment section all these like you know older folks like baby boomers and and older are all like roasting these kids they're like oh if they only knew and of course you know if it was a video game i bet they'd know how to use it blah 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 and now i thought about that and i'm thinking okay well give an iphone to somebody like my mom (laughs) love you mom and she's going to send back thumbs up and heart eyes, which is clearly a response saying, yeah, I watched it and I loved it, but not mean that. She's going to mean something else. So we've got a generational gap here as well. <laughs> we talk about the generations a lot on this podcast, but I'll also text my mom and be like, uh, hey, mom, say I'm in town. I'm in Michigan staying with mom. And I'm like, hey, uh, what do you think about Chinese food for dinner? I'll text her that. And then I'll see the, the dots appear. The dots are going. The dots are going. 
We're going on a minute and a half, two minutes. Sure. <laughs> you ever get that with your parents? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's dude. Fun. Any kind of response <laughs> from like, if you if somebody says sure to me in a text message, I think they're pissed at me. Yeah, it's like K. Sure is like K, but I'm saying. It took my mom two minutes two to minutes type to sure. sure. Or even yeah, or yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. You know, texting really does have its own like little language and there are do's and don'ts and there are universally agreed upon things. You know, yeah. it's interesting. Emojis have elevated the game in a major way too. Tapbacks too. Mm. It's the reason I still keep an iPhone, honestly. I've said that before. But the iMessage, the whole iMessage thing, that's the reason I have an iPhone. Yeah. So this thing's about say, to die. So it doesn't say Drew Stoutenberg liked or <sighs> laughed at. Yeah. Being in group chats with people when <laughs> one of them doesn't have an iPhone and then everybody will laugh at a comment and it'll be like, Jordan laughed at and then text in the quote. And then you can actually go to that message and you can laugh at that. <laughs> yeah. Drew laughed at, Jordan laughed at message. Will question Drew laughed at Jordan laughed at message. It can just go on. <laughs> Stupid. Um, I was was poking around Pinterest. Yes, I have a Pinterest account because I kind of used it as influence to style my home, and I got onto some boards of like uh, like different healthy baking things. How you can bake healthy cakes or cookies or whatever, and it got me thinking. I've, I've hosted events before where somebody's like, Hey, um, you know, what can I bring? Oh, how about you just bring cookies or something like this? So I'm thinking about that. And then they reply back like, yeah, cool. I've got this recipe for like great gluten-free sugar-free cookies. And all I can think of is, Hmm, I know that's going to be good. That's going to taste great. <laughs> oh, no sugar in there and no wheat or like gluten and stuff. Oh, that should be really good. <laughs> Sugar-free, fat-free, gluten-free. Yeah, bring those cookies over. I would really like would really like those. I when it comes to things like ice cream, cookies, cake, whatever, I just got to accept this is my rule of thumb. I just got to accept it's going to be calorically damaging but still just give me all the stuff. I want the full suite of flavors. Yeah. And I want the full the full texture, you know? Yeah. I don't know how to explain it, but gluten-free cookies and stuff, they just don't they don't feel the same. They just don't feel the same. I know you guys do a lot of gluten like healthier stuff in your ho- household, but but you know. I I dude, I'm the same way. Like if okay, Monica has found some things that taste really good. I can attest to that. Yeah. She has. Now, if it tastes like grit and dirt and chalky, I'm spitting it out and I'm saying, get it out of my sight. Dude. <laughs> and I never want to see it again. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, yeah, I've gotten pretty damaged from that kind of stuff. Like, dude, if I get, yeah, if something's chalky and someone's like, oh, you got to try this. It tastes so good. You won't even be able to tell. I can tell. I can tell. No matter what, I can tell. You can tell based on the way it falls apart in here in your mouth. And you can tell based on the way it tastes. And the aftertaste. The aftertaste. If it's gritty and it's like sand, yeah. I'm out on that. Yeah. But I should say there are many listeners to this podcast that I, I'm sure you employ a healthier lifestyle than me. And you make healthy desserts and cookies and cakes and scones and all the things. I was about to say bisques. 
but a bisque is a soup, so never mind. <laughs> Scones and bisques, you know, those kinds of things. Gluten-free bisquick. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine? Dude, I guarantee they make that. Gluten-free bisquick. They have to. They have to. They have to. It's too popular to like ignore that market segment. Annie's is a great brand for gluten-free things. I've had their mac and cheese. Yeah. Her mac and cheese. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. They have like a, like a multi-purpose mix that kind of takes the place of flour. And it's good. Oh. But Jiffy Jiffy has that too. It's like really? just all purpose mix. Do you know Jiffy? Those old yeah. school boxes. Yeah, boxes. Toured that factory in uh in like fourth grade, fifth grade. It's in Chelsea, Michigan. Really? Yeah. Um uh, toured that factory. It was cool. Had to put on a hairnet. Fa- field trips used to be so sweet. Yeah. Get the permission slip signed a couple weeks in advance. The morning of the field trip comes and you're just like Again, there's that there's that sense of expectation of fun. It's palpable. You're like, who am I going to sit next to on the bus? My mom's the chaperone today. <laughs> we can ride in the Windstar. Oh. My mom's driving us. Listen to the CD I got. Stephen Curtis Chapman, Signs of Life. That was my first CD. You want one pod? <laughs> Handing it over to the person next. <laughs> Listen to my MP3 pod. Oh, dude, this was well before this. This was... You're a little bit younger. Pods iPods didn't exist for me until, I don't know, early high school. I had an MP, an orange MP3 player that had 36 songs. Orange, capacity. dude. I forgot about that. And it was... Wasn't that a brand? It was like, wasn't, blink, blink, blink. wasn't that a brand? Uh, I don't know. I feel like it was. I, I, I don't know. Orange I feel is like, like an amp company. Yeah. But Maybe that's what I'm thinking about. <laughs> I'll have to look that up. I used to take my amps on field trips. <laughs> <laughs> you have a power supply in here? Anybody got... <laughs> 120 volt <laughs> in a Ford Windstar. <laughs> you can hear the tubes rattling. Um, remember Zune? Was it Zune? Um, MP3 players? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Zune came out around the same time as iPod. They didn't have the branding and they didn't have the vision of Steve Jobs at Apple. So they just fell by the wayside quickly. Oh, that brings up a story, a memory. Isn't the memory a fascinating thing? One thing can just be like, oh, <laughs> you can think of something and just blink. Here we go. We got another idea. Remember this? Remember this? That's what my brain, if you took like a, would it be an MRI? I don't know, a brain scan, cat scan of my brain during the Stouting Off podcast, you'd just see, it would just look like <laughs> little fireworks going on around my brain. I'm on, I'm thinking. So anyway, when I, when I used to work at Best Buy from the years... 2007 to 2010 uh, for one of those years it was around like holiday time which was really busy of course in the retail world and I was I worked in the back of the store in the computers department so we sold computers you know laptop desktop printers all accessories for printers which that was my least favorite thing to sell uh, printers because people would be like what's the difference between this one and this one and I'd be like well it's just in my mind, oh, can you read? Because let's just look at the tags. They'll tell you. Oh, this one has a scanning function and this one doesn't. <laughs> you know, that's what it would be like. I just feel like I was holding hands with customers. But I would, have, of course, serve with a smile. <laughs> I'd just be like holding their hand. And then they would ask me about fax machines. And then I would really be like, really be out of my element because I've never sent a fax. I don't know how it works. I've worked in offices with fax machines. But, but why do you send faxes when you can scan an email? Um, so I really had no idea there. I, that's where I, that's really where I came up. I, I, I cut my teeth, so to speak 
in the world of like thinking on my feet. Cause I would just have to <laughs> just pull something out of a hat when it came to fax machines. Who, how could you sell a fax machine? Honestly. Anyway, so I was in the back of the store. We also had other computer accessories in that department, but I'm not going to go through the whole inventory. Okay. And I see somebody who looks familiar, a celebrity walking to the back of the store, like, you know, probably a hundred feet to my right. And in the back corner of the store where our public restrooms are. And I was like, I think, I think that is somebody. So I pretend like I have to go to the bathroom. I follow him in there a hundred feet behind. It's a small bathroom too, two urinals, one stall. And he's at one of the urinals. And how do you confirm that? How do you confirm someone's identity when they're peeing (laughs) without like, without being creepy? So I'm just trying to side eye a little bit, but not too much, but a little bit trying to pick up some of the peripheral visions, but not enough where it looks where you can tell. So he wraps up. I didn't pee in the first place, but I flushed the toilet like I did. And then I go to the sink. It's a two sink countertop. And I look in the mirror and sure enough, it is him. It's Patrick Stump from Fallout Boy. And this was around the height of their... No kidding. Well, I guess they've been continuing to... They got really big and then they kind of went away for a, a little bit. And then they got way, 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 way bigger. So this was at their first peak um, when From Under the Cork Tree came out and Sugar Were Going Down was like the the huge single, which was a sweet song. I still get hyped to that song. Um, and not in like an ironic nostalgia way, but... It's actually a good song. Anyway, it was Patrick Stump. And I said, hey, Patrick. No, I didn't. I said, hey, uh, by any chance, are you Patrick Stump? While we're both washing our hands, are you Patrick Stump? And he goes, yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, cool. I'm Drew. I'm Drew. Nice to meet you. A huge fan, you know. Um, I was like, what What are you in Novi, Michigan for? He's like, oh, you know, my girlfriend's family is from here. And uh, taking the towels. And I'm, I'm thinking about getting her a Zoom for Christmas. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so there's our connection point. Zoom, Patrick Stump, me working at Best Buy Computers fax machine. Here we are. I love that. It was did really you get cool. to sell it to him or did you have to hand him off to the... I had to hand him off. I said, go talk to my buddy. Oh, who was it? I can picture him. Uh, uh, we called him D for short, but I forgot what his real name. It might have been Dion. Go see my buddy D in, in media, portable media. And yeah, it was cool. <laughs> I met a couple people working at that that store. A lot of the Detroit athletes. I met Nicholas Lidstrom there. I met Nicholas Cronwall. Um, you were at a prime spot. Prime too. spot. You're, it was on Eight Mile. Yeah, Eight and Haggerty, which mm-hmm. is like pretty, pretty ritzy. Pretty ritzy. It is pretty ritzy. Yeah, it's upscale. Yeah. Um, in fact, they used to have like this wasn't public info, but Best Buy would have customer, they like customer kind of like demographic lifestyle. They would kind of like characterize your store, and ours was like. We really tried to tailor our offerings to the upscale suburbanite, and that was heavy on services because they're willing to just pay somebody to install, say, a TV or a printer versus wanting to do it themselves um, and stuff like this. But yeah, it was the upscale environment. But yeah, it was on 8 Mile, which whenever I meet somebody, not from, whenever I meet somebody here and they ask where I'm from, I say I'm from Detroit, which it's a suburb of Detroit. It's 20 miles west. But I always say, just to give myself cred, street cred with them, I say, yeah, actually, I used I used to work on 8 Mile, like the Eminem <laughs> movie. <laughs> it looks a little grittier in, in the movie 8 Mile. But yeah, I liked working retail. I've said that before, but it was fun. Keeps you on your toes. Oh, yeah. I really, um, 
I really got my chops, my sales chops in that. Just my my chit chat chops. I mentioned Britney Spears a couple episodes ago. And if you, this is a, one of my favorite facts in the entire world. Ready for this? If you rearrange the letters in Britney Spears, you can spell Presbyterians. <laughs> <laughs> That's so stupid, right? Oh but sure God. enough, if you take all those letters, Britney Spears, BRT, and BRT, I told you I can't pick, I can't spell words if I can't see them. If you take all the letters, rearrange them, ta da, here comes Presbyterians. Who found it out, dude? I don't know. I don't know. It's just a funny, funny fact. It's like a Weird Al thing to do. It is. Weird Al has a song. It's a style parody, so it's not... You know, he normally does like full-on parodies of songs. But in this in this particular song, it's called Bob, and it's just a style parody of Bob Dylan. Do you know that song, Bob? Is this the palindrome one yeah and since bob is a palindrome spelled the same backwards as forwards every lyric in this song is a palindrome (laughs) and he sings it like bob dylan let's see if i can think of some um i uh, uh a german am i never odd or even if i had a hi fi madam i'm adam too hot to hoot no lemon no melon um too bad i hit a boot yeah, R- rise to vote, sir. Do geese see God? <laughs> That's a funny one. <laughs> ah, Satan sees Natasha. Ah, Satan sees Natasha. <laughs> a Toyota's a Toyota. Um, lonely Tylenol. So anyway, love Weird Al. I used to listen to some of his songs and just cry with laughs. <laughs> I should listen to that song again. Um, where I come from, People will throw S on the end of like store names or especially if in the Detroit area where I'm from, so many people work for Ford, Ford Motor Company, but they'll call it Fords. Yeah. My, my old man did 30 years at Fords and then I took on, yeah, I took on a a technician role at Fords for, for 20 years and I retired with a pension and blah, blah, blah. People will talk about Walmarts, Kroger's. Do, pe- do people do this elsewhere or is it an us thing? No idea. Michigan, Midwest. It's bad. I don't know if people say Walmarts. I've heard it, dude. You have? Yeah. There's a, there's a, uh, I know someone who said um, there was a Nestle store or like Nestle kiosk in the mall where you could get cookies. <laughs> she called it Nestles. Not only, <laughs> not only mispronounced Nestle, Nestle, but then threw an S on that. I was like, all right, we can't talk for a little bit. I got to cool down. I needed a cool off period. Uh, targets. Targets. I'm trying to think of some. There's like Myers. Yeah, Myers Kroger's. for sure. Durant, my friend Josh Duran tries to defend Myers. He's like, well, it's owned by a guy named Fred Meyer. So it's Myers store. But I'm like, that's not the way, that's not the context in which you're referring to it. That would be like Reese's. Pieces. Yeah. yeah. It, it would be you like would, It would have an apostrophe S. Apostrophe S. But I'm like, that's not the context in which you're even referring to it. Because it's not like you go to Walmart and call it Walton's. Sam Walton. Sure. You, know? you, don't, go to, you don't go to Walmart and call it Walton's. You call it, call it Walmart because that's what the store is called. That's what's on the sign. <laughs> so when you go to Meyer, people actually in other parts of the country don't have Meyer. Yeah. We don't Sad. have Meyer. We don't have Meyer. No. Publix's. That's what we have. Publix's. <laughs> <laughs> 
Publixes. Anyway, when it comes to throwing S on the end of things, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. It's that simple. I try to keep it simple for you guys. Don't do that. I'm giving you life advice that's going to get you farther. Do you understand? Are you beginning to understand? Thank you again to Evan Eliason for that soundbite. It's mm. good. It's great. Love this coffee mug from brownleepress.com. Was that the website? Yeah. Anyway, Brownlee Press. Um, what else did I want to talk about? Oh, man. I remember this recently. Jordan, you know this, and we have, we've discussed this. I dated a girl one time, and she had a relative, a grandmother who I never met, but I believe is still alive. She had a stroke late in life. Which is sad. It's very sad. But after the stroke, the only word she could say and formulate with her mouth and lips and tongue was turkey. Isn't that wild? <laughs> Isn't that nuts? It's nuts, dude. <laughs> the only word. sad but i don't know how to feel it's sad but true the only word she could formulate was turkey think about what that would be like what do you want to get for lunch today sandwiches turkey okay knowing you know that could mean yes or no okay so so i think that means yes okay what kind of sandwiches do we want do we want ham turkey <laughs> roast beef turkey Okay, so roast beef. <laughs> Confirming it, saying yes would be turkey. <laughs> okay, so say turkey if it's roast beef. <laughs> what do you want for Christmas? I'm going to keep it simple for you. Just turkey. I just want turkey. No, not Christmas dinner. No, what do you want for a Christmas gift? Um, I had a, uh, <laughs> I had another family member who married someone. I think they later got divorced. But while they were married, this person, and Jordan, you know this as well, but she had a stroke as well late in life. And all, all she could say was, this is it. That phrase, this is it, was all she could say. And Jordan and I, one time, we kind of like, we just put on our thinking caps, our imagination caps, and we just, <laughs> we wondered what it would be like to get those two people together and have a conversation. <laughs> one says turkey, one says this is it. And then if you, we thought the, the, the setting in which that, con the conversational context would be most like uh, acceptable and normal and correct. You take them to Turkey. You just put them in the town square and then Turkey, this is it. <laughs> Period. Well, this is it. Turkey. <laughs> it's emotional. They're a something. tour guide for four words. <laughs> $100 tours of Turkey. <laughs> On a little cart. <laughs> Going through the streets. Yeah, turkey, this is it. 
and turkey. Turkey. This is it. Turkey. That's <laughs> oh, dumb, man. but That's true. Hard to. It's true. Hope. It's confusing to, as to whether or not it should be funny, but it yeah. is funny. It's it's funny. It, it's but but should it be funny? You're right. Now I feel a conviction in my spirit. What am I supposed to do though? Like, if <laughs> no, I was about to say if I had a stroke, God forbid, actually, and I could only say Skittles, I would let you laugh. I would let you giggle Dude. about that. I would tell you to your face that that is going to make me laugh, and I'm sorry about it. And I still love you, and like I, we're gonna hang out, we're gonna continue to hang out. But occasionally, you're gonna make me laugh by only saying Skittles. Dude, the the right. podcast would go on, by the way, and it would be 46 minutes of of Skittles. <laughs> you look at my talking points, and it just says Skittles. <laughs> it's all you can Skittles. type to. <laughs> I can only type Skittles. <laughs> something happens in my keyboard that it, like my computer, my phone will only correct everything to Skittles <laughs> with the little reserve mark on there. Um, have you been arrested before? Never arrested. Put in cop cars? Yeah. Skateboarding? Yes. That's so baller. I think that's so cool. I mean, I wish it could be for a cooler reason. I was just out past curfew at oh. the time. I was like, 12 and it was like 1 a.m. Oh, so they okay. just took me home. Yeah. But they knocked on my door and woke up my mom. Actually, it was my friend's mom. It wasn't my mom. Oh, really? <laughs> and was she pissed? Yeah, she was mad. Well, listen to this. I have a story for you. I went through a water balloon phase in, in early high school. And you, do you know this story? Do you know where no. I'm going with this story? No. Um, Went through a water balloon phase, had a water balloon launcher and would like during like spring and summer, even fall, would just like use it all the time with with two friends. The kind of water balloon launcher that's really high elasticity rubber, like rubber tubing kind of, and two people hold the things and one person pulls back, sorry, one person pulls back the pouch, lets it go and it can go like a hundred yards. Dang. Have you ever seen that kind of water balloon launcher? Yeah, I feel like I have. They're so, so cool. Um, but anyway, I, you can see I still think I have a childlike wonder about these things. So in early high school at the ages of like 13, 14, 15, why was I saying it like that? 13, 14, 15 to teen, teen. <laughs> I would loved this thing. And so like on weekends, did you hear that voice crack? It's so hard for me to tell a story sometimes because I want to comment on literally everything that passes through my consciousness at any given moment. On weekends, Friday, Saturday night, I would have friends come over and spend the night and stuff, and we would fill up water balloons. And I lived next to this, say, just like a banquet hall. And it was like a, a, a tree line, like a thin uh, like line of forest. And then on the other side was the banquet hall. So like my, my street, dirt road, and then... Trees and then banquet hall with like 200 parking spots, 300 maybe. And so we would, we would like when night came and there were events, we would go on the, on the, my side of the tree line and fire water balloons over the tree line and it would just land on cars. And we would just like <laughs> listen for it. We'd like, we'd like shoot and then we would like wait, you know, three, four seconds hang time and then boom. We'd be like, yeah, we're high fiving. <laughs> yeah, dude. And then we eventually, just like anything like that, 
we grew bored of that because there was no thrill. There was no risk involved, you know, just like the sound of, uh, of the water balloon smashing on somebody's windshield or hood or whatever. It was fun, but we wanted to elevate our game. So we took it to moving cars with people in them, wow. which was stupid. I now renounce this behavior. Um, and of course we did it right by my house. So I lived, I was the first house on the street. So you can pretty much, it was like a corner house ravine drive yeah uh it was pretty much like a corner uh thing so on the main road we camped out behind some bushes and stuff and we had a bucket of water balloons no launcher at this point and we were throwing water balloons at cars as they would pass by and could you imagine driving now could you imagine driving and somebody smashes your car with a, a water balloon it would sound like a gunshot yeah i'd be so scared um and this was in May. It was actually on the eve of Mother's Day. So, like, it was a Saturday night. Mother's Day's in May, right? Yeah. When is Mother's Day? Mother's Day is on Sunday, the 9th of May, 2021. It's in May. Australian guy telling me that. Welcome. <laughs> Stouting Off Podcast new producer. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the Stouting Off Podcast. That was the worst accent ever. Okay, so it was on Mother's Day Eve, Saturday night, and we're throwing water balloons at moving cars, and we're hitting them, and nobody's doing anything. And so we have four left, and there are four of us, and we say, okay, guys, next car that passes by, we're going for it. We're smashing this car with water balloons. And so here comes the next car. As it passes in our range where we need to throw in order for it to hit by the time it gets in front of us, as it passes through the range, we almost had the range. As it passes through the range, we throw the water balloons. And as it passes under the streetlight, we notice it's a marked police car. No, dude. Yes. And so it we don't hear anything. So we're like, oh, thank God. And then it slams on its brakes. Rips a fishtail and turns around and we book it into my house and we're all just like, turn off the lights, turn off the lights. We get down, we see, we start seeing flashlights in the house. Dude, this was still, this still sticks with me as like a scary image. Flashlights in the house. And then we hear a pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, Dude, what's going on? And they're like, oh, I mean, answer it. Like you can, you can answer the whatever. And so I answer the door. And there's a police officer standing there. And he's got a wet spot on his chest. <laughs> so it was May. His windows were down. The reason we didn't hear a sound is because it physically hit him <laughs> in his car. So Direct hit. Direct hit. He's like, uh, what have you guys been doing? I, I forgot the exact questioning. I blacked out at that moment when I saw the wet spot. And he makes me wake up my mom. It's Mother's Day Eve at one in the morning and uh, makes me wake up. And then three other squad cars come. We each get put in a squad car and we get taken down to the precinct. We got arrested, cuffs and everything. Scary. What? Scary. Yeah. We get down there. We're getting fingerprints, which fingerprinting was not a pleasant experience. They were rolling my finger in ways rotationally that it shouldn't go. You know, like they were just. Yeah. So my fingerprints are in the Westland. Uh, police department system <clears throat> except i got a scar on this thumb so it wouldn't be recognizable anymore so if ever i'm going to commit a crime in westland i'm using this thumb it's got a scar on it because it burst it open when i dropped a dumbbell on it one time anyway um 
So they're about to take us downtown Detroit to the Juvie Hall, they said, for just like a night to scare us. We got written up with citations and everything. And the, the charge was throwing missiles is what it said on the thing. Throwing missiles, by the way. Okay. Um, but anyway, as we're like going into the holding room, I walk by the the uh, booking desk and the agent or the, the police officer who happens to be working there is my next door neighbor, Matt Bobby. He's like, Drew, what are you, what are you doing here? I was like, no, we, we were throwing water balloons. And he's like, ah, we, uh, that's whatever. I forgot what he said again, but because it was this, this many years ago. And then we go into the holding center, cell and then the officer comes back in. And he's like, you know, you're really lucky, you know, Officer Bobby, because we we're going to take you downtown tonight, but we're going to let you guys go. Just have your parents come and pick you up. And so Matt Bobby hooked me up. Appreciate you, bro. Um, thank you, man. Thank you, Officer Bobby. And uh, yeah, so I got charged with <clears throat> a misdemeanor of throwing missiles. Mom had to come pick me up at two in the morning on Mother's Day. And then I had like tw- like 20 or 30 hours of community service to do. But at that time, I was actively volunteering at church. <laughs> I just had our ministry director sign off. Because it's true, like 20 or 30 hours, that would be like two weeks, three weeks of ministry yeah. time, you know? Yeah. Just playing music and setting up chairs and stuff in the community. So I got, yeah, it was all right. I still, I do have remorse and uh, a contrite heart about hitting a cop with a water balloon, hitting anyone with a water balloon. Yeah. But um, a direct hit though through the direct window? hit. Imagine that you're driving at 40, 45 and you get a water balloon thrown at you. <laughs> yeah. Could have been his first meal of the day. Like he just picked up this cheeseburger <laughs> and took his first bite. <laughs> gets launched with a water balloon. <laughs> He goes to a the, the burger approaches his mouth and the burger gets hit with a water balloon. And then somehow he's just holding the water balloon. That, now that is something. The- yeah. And he bites the water balloon. That is incredibly dumb. That is something that would happen in a freaking cartoon. Um <laughs> man, what if this podcast was animated and we could just draw in little things like that? You know, we need an animator. One day. We need the the equivalent of Evan Eliason at the Vanguard Room who did our uh, What's Drew Been Watching in the, the sound. We need an equivalent of that in the animation world. We need Carl Johnson. Junior? <laughs> That's what Danny Black calls him. Carl Johnson, a.k.a. Carl Johnson Jr. for no reason because his dad's name is not Carl. Yeah, he's an exceptional animator. You're right. He's good. Um, A friend reminded me of this recently. With, with Dickie's Barbecue Pit, for from which I got this beautiful yellow cup. I forgot about this, but with when you dine there, you get free ice cream cones, oh, vanilla yeah. ice cream cones. Yeah. And it's right next to their pop machine, and you can just simply dole up your own little uh, ice cream cone. Do I need to give you guys more reasons to get your cans <laughs> to Dickies? I was going to use a PG-13 word there, but I'm not going to. What a nice little way to top off a nice meal. Oh my gosh. With a little ice cream. Oh my I'm full in all the right ways when I when I walk out of there. Used to go to Dickie's at lunchtime, go back to the corporate office and just be like, I just want to rest and how good I feel right now. I thought you were talking about the Dickie's corporate office, dude. <laughs> back when I used to work at Dickie's hosting their podcast. <laughs> Would take a lunch break. I got a COVID test last week. Negative. But, um, man, 
it was right at Nissan Stadium. You just roll right up. It's free. It's paid for with taxpayer dollars, which are getting jacked up 34% in the next year, but it's free. And you roll up there, just provide them your information, and then they give you the COVID test. But I didn't realize the COVID test was putting a five-inch cotton, like a Q-tip basically, up your nose, pretty much touching your brain is what it felt like, and just swirling it around both nostrils. You haven't had a COVID test yet, and I hope you don't need to. Uh, but the other night, my bourbon wasn't tasting right, and I was like, hope something's not up. I got to go in the morning. So that's what I did. Um, but man, this was jarring. Put this Q-tip thing up my nose and was swirling it around, and then he went to the next one. He was swirling it around, and the whole thing felt like it was about 45 seconds long, but in all reality, it was probably less than 10 seconds. But I was a baby. I was a baby about it. Put the first one up there. I was like, oh, thank goodness. And then he went to the second one, and after about one second up there, I was just I was in my car, hands on the steering wheel still, and uh, just wrenched my head away. I was like, I'm so sorry. It was a reflex, but do you have what you need? He's like, yeah, I do. Thank you. We'll text you the results. Convenient. So later on that evening, around 8 p.m., got the negative text, and then my taste came back. Because losing your sense of taste and smell is a a COVID symptom. But to be fair, it was only for like a, a little bit the previous night. And I had a ton of wasabi with sushi, like tons, like swirled in with my soy sauce. Oh, do you guys like sushi? Yeah, we love sushi. Uh, do you do wasabi in your soy sauce? No. Uh, it's really nice. But just as a disclaimer, it might cause you to lose a little bit of your taste and smell and might freak you out to the point where you need to go get a COVID test. But yeah. that's all the time we've got for today. If you like what you're hearing and seeing, please uh, subscribe on YouTube. Please follow on Instagram and follow on the, the platforms, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, we're on Google, we're on Amazon, etc. But uh, as always, thanks for watching and listening to the Stouting Off podcast, where we spout off commentary on the everyday. 